Dente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. And I'm Adam from RPX. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy, most pasta, and for this episode, for our 420 Blazed episode, most dank. <laughs> uh, tonight we bring you munchies. <laughs> so, yeah. The, yeah. Start this off. You ever had the munchies? Yep. Yeah, I've had the munchies. All right, so for those of people at home who uh, haven't experienced munchies, how would you explain that to someone? Um, well, you just keep eating. <laughs> like you just, you just, you just got to. It's like create. It's like a really nasty craving. <laughs> yeah, it's a hunger. Do you have a particular favorite munchies food? Uh, honestly, it's um Reese's Pieces, uh, like the uh, the the peanut ones that they they yeah. come out, and those pretzel like the ones that have like pretzels inside of them. Ooh. Um, yeah, those have been the ones that I've had like the most, I think. Pro tip for me, frosted flakes. <laughs> ah, nice. Dry frosted flakes. Now, is it okay for you to be like on the show about <laughs> talking about <laughs> marijuana and stuff like that? <laughs> or talking I mean, about, I'm, uh, like I'm just a, being a stoner I'm and just stuff? A normal, <laughs> I'm just a normal person. Normal person. <laughs> and, you know. So, I'm yeah, just, yeah, I'm, I'm just worried because, like, it's it's legal in my country, but it's a bit more of a, a bit of contention in your in yours. So, well, maybe I could be like the author of this story, who obviously hasn't smoked marijuana in his entire fucking life, but has a reefer madness point of view, and like, oh my, oh my god, god. <laughs> I love, I, 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 like, okay, yeah, we should we should kind of go into this like the rundown before we get too far ahead of ourselves. So, this yeah. story was written in a quaint time we like to call 2012. That's when it looks like it was posted, at least on creepypasta.com. Yeah. And as we mentioned beforehand, it is munchies, which is basically the experience you get after intaking of marijuana, THC, and these certain synapses in your brain just start firing. And you get really ravenous. True story, one time I ate a ho-ho with the wrapper. <laughs> They told me I did that, and I was like, no, I didn't. And then later, when the evidence made itself clear to me, yes, I had ate the wrapper. Wow. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> the the story is really, like, I, you remember pre-legalization days and stuff like that. And, yeah, marijuana is, quote-unquote, the gateway drug, which, I mean, obviously, I've seen it lead people astray. You know, you do one thing, and then you do another thing, and, you know, it's but relatively harmless. I mean, it's got its uh, negative side effects. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely the combustible side of it and all. And, you know, we are kind of making light of this, but there are, you know, serious issues that abusing any kind of substance could have. So I just would feel comfortable to say that, you know, there are problems. I will acknowledge that there are problems with people who have addictive personalities, which are, uh, spoiler, our guy does here. But um, at the same time, you know, we're, we're, we're viewing this through the lens. I'm at least viewing this through the lens of, okay, this is a somebody in their late teens, early 20s 
and well we'll get into the dialogue like whenever stuff starts happening i'm like yep i've seen stuff like this it looks like i just went to fanfiction.net yeah see i'm i've definitely went through into this like it's a work of fiction because it's creepypasta and that's how you should <laughs> uh treat a creepypasta is a work of fiction yeah so a yeah it, and it, it definitely like from the start it, it's like my story i will tell you my story it's a cautionary tale about the will the wiles of drug abuse i wish that my story was as simple as most i wish that i could tell you that i was arrested for possession or that i was shot in a failed drug deal while these types of things are terrible my story is far worse i will tell it to you and then let you decide that's literally how the story starts. Yeah. <laughs> and I literally uh, went to half-baked in the first two sentences of that, where it's like, you know, he's going over drug addiction and stuff, and it's like, cautionary tells about the wilds of drug abuse. And we know he's talking about marijuana. Mm-hmm. And I immediately go to half-baked, you know, Bob Saget, marijuana is not a drug. I used to suck dick for coke. Now that's an addiction. You ever suck some dick for marijuana? Like that's where my mind immediately went on that, like that whole scene in like the counseling session that they had. Yeah. Um. <laughs> wait, wait, you you got to follow this up. It all started when I was young, somewhere in the age of fifteen or sixteen. And most, uh, I know most children that age experiment with drugs, mostly marijuana. I was introduced to it by my friend Ted. He came to school one day with a special, with a typical red, droopy eyes, giggling about next to nothing. As soon as I saw him, I knew something up, up, straight up reefer madness right there. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Just like, uh, again, like all of those, like, satanic panicky sort of like uh like mad or drug like drug um uh skits that they do yeah yeah felt very much like that can i, um, can I, can I read the next two lines it's my favorite ones i mean of the yeah whole story. i didn't really want to read the whole story on, on no, air but yeah, no no it. no it's trust me we're gonna skip the rest of it but here's my favorite this is when i knew i was in for a shit storm yeah third paragraph Ted, i whispered sharply leaning towards his desk Fuck is up with you, dude? You don't look right. Oh man, Jake. In parentheses, that's my that's me, by the way. What no shit, dude. That's where I that's just... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's I've I almost um forgot that Jake was the character in this, uh like was the actual main character because I was gonna start going to my I was de- gonna default to my Nair Ator <laughs> uh person. Yeah. I was like, oh right, no, this story does go into that. And then yeah, a lot, and this story was like halfway to doing it right, where they incorporate the, the the narrator's name naturally in dialogue from another person in the story. They were almost there, and then they decided to blow right past that with putting parentheses. That's me, by the way. Like, I get it, like they're trying to be a little funny, or they're trying to give it a little bit more character and attitude, but that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's how that's how how I saw it. But like, I was being a little bit more. I think I was being a little bit more lenient than you were in this story. Yeah, <laughs> uh, from what I'm hearing here, like also the the part where it's like, um, uh, what the fuck is up with you, dude? You don't look right. For some reason, I immediately went to um, King of the Hills. Like that boy ain't right. had a slide. Like, don't know, dude. I'm so fucking. 
And then he started giggling like a two-year-old at a fart joke. I've never seen a two-year-old giggle at a fart joke, nor understand the complexity of a good fart joke. Maybe they giggled it while making a fart, but it wouldn't have been a joke. I mean, yeah, like I think the joke part could be removed and just like at a fart because yeah, yeah. <laughs> at that age, you, they react to that kind of thing, but not like a joke. About yeah. It. yeah. So both of you tuning in first time, we're a literary podcast. Kinda, yeah. We're we're basically a book club for uh, for creepy pastas. <laughs> so, so um, what happened? What happens to Jake here, or what happens to Ted and Jake here after this introduction to drugs? Yeah, so to to summarize a little bit, um, Jake, uh, me, uh, Jake and Ted, um, or Ted is Ted is Jake's gateway drug, <laughs> gateway dealer into marijuana and the ills thereof, <laughs> and he, they go they go down a path of of stonerhood um, for the next twenty years. <laughs> Like all through their college years and and uh, into their thirties, and it's not until Ted um, has a car accident and dies that um, they aren't together smoking. Now it's just Jake smoking. Yeah. Um, and it's been about it's been a couple. I think it's uh, he says it's been about a month since uh, it was about a month after Ted's uh, accident. Um, that he his his supply was running low because Ted was his uh, his hookup, um, like Ted knew all all the ways of how to get the drug. Yeah. Um. And then so Jake is is walking down the uh, down the street past the um uh, past some uh, past an alleyway of vagrants that is near his house, uh. And there's this um old older man in among the uh, the homeless uh, that has a sign and scrawled on it got weed. And through the story, this old man becomes um, uh, becomes Jake's uh, hookup because he's got this like amazing deal to get the to get weed. Like he's got the best weed in the in in the entire world, and all that he wants in return is a couple of drops of blood on a piece of paper. Because <laughs> that won't go wrong at all. <laughs> he was cool. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, you know, he just had to just had to get a, two drops of blood on a piece of crummy paper from this homeless man, and he would get a massive bag of weed that is like manna from heaven <laughs> to him. It, um, I, I swear, when I read that part there too, it was like I started thinking, "Oh, that went down to Georgia. He's looking to buy some weed. He was he was very dry. I, have a whole, to get I had a whole journey. We'll get into it in the in the actual thoughts. I have a whole journey of like speculation of who this old man is or what mm-hmm. this old man is. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Jake gets the big bag of, of weed. The, the old man is like, um, he's very charismatic uh, when he's like he's like a salesman, like or, or like you know a certain certain roadside um uh demon <laughs> um yeah. and uh uh jake gets this baggie and and is told that he can come by anytime when he uh when he needs uh, a hookup and and to tell his friends and stuff like that and jake goes home and and starts smoking his uh, smoking the weed and is is on the high when ted as a as a spirit or as a as a as a undead thing um is suddenly appears on his couch next to him and is trying to uh like warn him or like act like a virgil to his dante 
mm-hmm. um, or at least like kind of tries to like like give that kind of uh, setup. But then uh, Jake is just like, man, I I love you as a brother, but I need you to leave. <laughs> like, I don't want this to be a bad trip. Please leave. <laughs> so he, he pushes Ghost Ted away, <laughs> and um, and then uh, Jake starts continues uh, continues doing the drugs. Eventually, uh, it's been a couple of weeks, and he hasn't seen Ted in a while. Um, and his his uh, <clears throat> I think his uh, his his ba- his uh, his uh, the the bag of oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, stash, yeah stash is getting low. So, uh, but the then he goes by the vagrant again, or the vagrant alley again, and there's the old man, and he he just hands him another bag of weed. No, nothing required. It's like so. This is like the best dealer ever. Nothing's gonna go wrong. Um, Goes home, rinse and repeats, uh, like uh, like smokes a bowl. Um, starts getting really hungry and like runs to his to his kitchen and just grabs a whole like an old bucket of of chicken and starts eating it cold. And even the bone, he starts eating it. And that's when Ted appears again to warn him about the old man and about his about the hunger that he's getting and such. And then Ted just leaves. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and then the. Basically, every time um, uh, Jake eats or Jake smokes after that, he gets these in- these incredible munchies, these incredible cravings that he needs to eat. Um, and by the end of the story, we get to this part where he's uh, he's smoking another bowl. He's got the the hunger again, and then Ted comes uh, shows up again and reminds Jake that uh, old uh, Miss. Uh, McCle- was it McCluskey? McCluskey, I think. Or yeah, Miss McCluskey. Yeah, old Miss McCluskey or McCluskey from from down the hallway. Um, gave Jake brownies when when he first moved in, and God, those were so such amazing brownies. Maybe you should go check. Uh, I don't know. Just saying, Jake. Maybe you should go go down there and and uh, and see if you can get more of uh, Miss McCluskey's uh, brownies. Um, so Jake goes down the hallway and. <clears throat> And uh, and knocks on the door, and Miss McClowski is is very polite and like inquires as to why Jake's there, and Jake brings up that like he really enjoyed those brownies, um, and Miss McClowski happens to have been making made a batch of brownies that day, so like invites Jake in for some uh, for maybe some tea and uh, and brownies and to uh, to uh, just have a little bit of a discussion. Like I guess Miss McClowski's uh, feeling lonely. <laughs> um, yeah. And and opens the door and and Jake politely is like uh, kind of goes in and it's like uh, Miss McCluskey I'm I'm I would be honored to come in and, and talk to you and have some some tea and, and brownies but I I must tell you I'm oh so very hungry and that's how the story ends <laughs> yeah. which that was good and there are some uh, merits to this thing here but yeah that that that's that's our reefer madness story <laughs> yeah um so. so I, um, Adam, I'm going to be, uh, uh, you, you've been on the show a couple of times, uh, and I've, I've spared you of the full experience with the, the, the grammar inquisition, but I, I have to, um, put that, put that section into this episode. (laughs) Oh, that's Uh, fine. So, um, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to start here with the, everyone tolerates the grammar inquisitions at this (laughs) point. (laughs) Um, because I've got a handful of, of things that I want. Uh, they might be pet peeves. They might be like nitpicks. But I, I had to get them off my chest for this. 
So, well, well, I used to be an English teacher, as you well know, and that probably <laughs> affected my ability to uh, enjoy this. Is simply, uh, you know, you heard me bitching about him going, Jake. That's me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's like in like it's almost like in a movie where it's like he suddenly looks at the camera. That's me, by the way, <laughs> and then it, it, like everything else freezes around him. Um, but yeah, so first thing i got here is like yeah he always had the connect uh and that's um jake oh yeah about Ted and stuff. And i was like connection <laughs> like yeah he always had the connection because that's yeah it's a verb noun thing motherfucker yeah um the next I always one here, had to run <laughs> yeah um the next one here um i live in a small but quite busy city so cheap as i am I walk the three or four blocks to the subway and ride to work. Okay, actually, hang on. Hmm. I think in context of the story, um, it was, this is, it might be a past tense, present tense thing, which I always have an issue with <laughs> in mm-hmm. some of these stories. I, I thought it, it should be, um, like, I thought it was in the, in the, uh, in the, the past, past the man's tense. reflecting yeah it's it's, yeah, it's so it's like and rode the, to work rather than yes. and ride to work because when i was reading it, it it didn't sound right when it was ride to work yeah um, so yeah so yeah it should have been it should have been walked and ro- yeah, walked, and, and rode yeah. to work but yeah. yeah that 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 is jarring as well yeah and again like that's just like i've always had like that's that's my axe to grind when it comes to grammar in these in creepypastas <laughs> is like keep your tense <laughs> like mm-hmm. the same please um then we got this one here um at that he pulled my by my arm into the dark wet precipice that was the alleyway his office i think you want at that he pulled me by my arm mm-hmm. into the dark oh can we to, um yeah. can we quickly make an addendum there sure uh, really I asked, grinning to myself. But what's a guy like me got to do to get some good, good, air quotations? He put good, good in quotation, but then he has to tell us that it's air quotations as well. I mean, his use of of parentheses is like an aside. Like, yeah, you can do it. Like, honestly, review cultures, there's no right or wrong way to pronounce. or Well, there is right or wrong way to pronounce things. But, I mean, it's just... The the style is um like, like it it's, is it's somebody that understands what a form is, but not what the form is, if that makes sense. Yeah. And like this story, it is clear for me, I um I mean I was gonna go into this my actual thoughts. It is clear to me that this story is trying to invoke like a personality or is trying to like evoke a personality for this character. Yeah. But yeah, it's it kind of comes off sometimes as like kind of rough, like uh yeah like the I, how, what does what does the guy have, like me have to get the, get the good good <laughs> it's like to get that good good it's like is that is that a is that a stoner term for for marijuana am i am i not in the loop I, on that <laughs> i may be out of it too but like, like to I me like think... i would have gone with like sorry i didn't mean to cut you off <laughs> no 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 like no it's like he he uses words well, obviously, he uses words like he's using words that sounds like somebody who never that that has like I, I listened to three insane clown posse songs and now I know all about it kind of take on it. Like he even yeah. does it 
like with the air quotes here again, he'll like above that when where Ted's still alive. Like, fuck yeah, Ted, let's do this after school. Meet me down at the abandoned covered bridge outside town limits. We'll quotation marks blaze up and in parentheses air quotations as they say. Yeah. Like, that was definitely oh my god. Um also it's so so like it's like fuck yeah, Ted, let's go to this exact very inter- very detailed intricate location. <laughs> like yeah. it's a landmark in town uh, from the on the outskirts of town. <laughs> Like and it's like three cent paragraphs before that he's like when he starts talking about drugs like somehow the prospect of trying drugs excited me it made me feel rebellious for whatever dumb reason cool well I trailed off becoming unsure of my decision what kind of shit are we talking about Ted crack meth what so like he went from like drugs are bad okay to like what well, we got crack meth oh marijuana like it just like there was like there's no in between there was like yeah. you're off or you're on. Like it's manic, <laughs> it, it, yeah. Or like, oh, uh, hang on, Where, where's the line here? I, um, I mean, there were so many potheads during the sixties and seventies, and they survived. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> it's like, it's like, like you're saying, it's like, 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 oh, the drug, like, thinking about having drugs or doing drugs would make me, uh, made me feel for some dumb reason cool. And then it cuts to that. It's like, <clears throat> it's like. Yeah, you know what else? Like, you know who else survived during the sixties uh, and seventies? Um, LSD guy uh, people and <laughs> and other were... like hard drugs. <laughs> so I thought you were gonna say Jesus, <laughs> like a youth minister. <laughs> I, I did. I, the more I, I was reading, like the beginning of the story, it did kind of feel like um, uh, who's that actor? It's like, hello, fellow kids. <laughs> like, yeah, the um, uh, uh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Steve, yeah, Steve Buscemi in that skit where he's like trying to like um, approach kid, like trying to like disguise himself as a as a kid mm-hmm. or as a as a young teen. Hello, fellow teens. <laughs> yeah, or maybe he's wearing a wire. Hey, Ted, talking to my collar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's actually working for the school. <laughs> Although, yeah, like honestly, any teacher who's like not paying attention to Ted, Ted's uh, like look and probably mannerisms in class is is probably not doing too well i don't know maybe that's maybe that's an attack on on your on your profession sorry saying it's coming at the path of least resistance sometimes like it's like maybe you talk to somebody about it like but yeah it's like it's obvious when someone's hot now it's it gets a little harder nowadays so if i were in that profession, but uh, it, it gets a little harder nowadays because everything is like vape and stuff like that. Like the, I mean, there is combustibles and things like that, but you know, the big, the big thrills is like the vaping stuff that you do. And like, I could, I could be in the other corner of your room vaping it. And you may for a brief second, catch a hint and stuff like that of a smell, but it, it really quickly dissipates and stuff like that. So I mean, obviously, this isn't during that time frame and all that, but it gets yeah. a little harder to catch nowadays. But at the same time, I don't have to smell it to see that you're baked out of your gourd. Yeah, <clears throat> it's it's there's there's definitely some tells. <laughs> yeah. Um. So going back to the grammar position first. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. So, um, again, some of these are going to be nitpicky. I apologize, but I apologize, no, but I don't apologize. <laughs> um. Well, you're singing my song. Yeah. Um, I broke off a small chunk of one bud and dropped in Bertha's empty bowl. 
Okay. The the chunk of one bud aside. <laughs> um, uh, I I I I would contest that it should be like and dropped in or, and dropped it in Bertha's empty bowl. Just dropped in Bertha's bowl. Just rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> Yeah, it's. Uh, I would like to have all the drug units, please, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you have two, if you have two uh, more than two drug units, then you'll you'll die. <laughs> you can learn a lot about measurements and stuff like that when you're dealing with this, like an ounce, a quarter ounce, a dime bag. I mean, like there's 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 so much words that he like descriptions that he could use that would have gave it a bit more of a sense of realism, other than. A small chunk of one bud. <laughs> a small, and Big Bertha. I mean, again, let's go back to half baked. Like they had two, they had Billy Bong Thornton and Wesley Pipes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I full disclosure, I've never actually watched that. Oh my God. I, I, I've, 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 I've seen bits and pieces through like cultural osmosis, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing we have here uh, is, um, and with that, I put the pedal to the metal and went on, went for a ride. Pedal is spelled wrong. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. It's the pedal of a flower, not a. It, 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 in the story, it's it's p e p e t a l, not p e d a l, which is what it should be. Oh, uh, maybe he's a lotus eater. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> that was in Odysseus. I mean, maybe it's a callback to like other great Greek <laughs> stories. Yeah, yeah, the lotus eaters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one we have here. Um, I stormed my kitchen like a madman huff for blood. You could use that. That that could be fine technically. But I for I wanted I I think it would also work if it was like I stormed into my kitchen <laughs> like mm-hmm. a madman huff for blood. So it sounds like a literal like assault. <laughs> yeah, like assault on pre assault on kitchen 14. <laughs> like you're storming the Bastille. Like the kitchen's like its actual landmark. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then the I think this is the last one that I, I, I either cared to find or um or that I actually found that I'd noticed anyway. Uh mm-hmm. is um this time the hunger was unbearable. Okay, so this one it's hard to say like what what's wrong here, but so aside from like them using like capital U, capital N dash bearable. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. bearable is actually the wrong the wrong uh wording for it, or the wrong uh spelling for that mm-hmm. for what he's trying to say um it's in the story it's it's b a r e a b l e it should be bear as in you know the animal bear a bull <laughs> so and i know that because i did actually want to confer- i actually had to google that to make sure like, that is the right one right like it like it's it's unbearable with like like the like the animal yeah <laughs> okay yeah so um, but that's like that's my grammar position, like that, and that's just like me going through the story and like doing a, or basically a round of editing. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Adam, do you have anything extra to add to the grammar inquisition? <laughs> I hand you the torch and the pitchfork. <laughs> no, I, I honestly glance over all that stuff. I did pick up on verb tenses and stuff like that, and it irritated me. My my complaints were like the structural, like things, like for starters. You know the the misuse of parentheses that was pretty horrible. Um, yeah. Other things that I can think. Um, my big hang up is on the crunchy pasta, uh, crunchy pasta. Goddamn, I'm munching a creepy pasta website. 
Like I don't All the ads. <laughs> yeah, well, it just mine. Apparently, my ad blocker. It's like not adding the ads, but it like puts advertisements. So I'm sitting here reading. Like for example, I'm looking at one section right now. What a fucking ride, indeed. I had only taken two gigantic hits before it got intense. Advertisements in text. It just spells yeah. out advertisements. <laughs> and then as I sit there coughing up a lung, metaphorically speaking, of course. Well, no, like, like. God damn it. Like, I forgot about that. I thought that was yeah, weird. Yeah, parentheses <laughs> shit again. I mean, I'm, I'm picking up on that stuff. I'm like, ooh, metaphorically, or like, or allegorically, or, you know, like, no shit, sir. Like, it would have been a better hey, story. At least it if, wasn't literally. <laughs> I, like, I would. I was hoping that it was eventually going to be that. I hope that he was going to be like coughing up his lungs, literally. Yeah. <clears throat> um, other batch pot. Oh God! Everything got all bright. Quick question for you. This is a side. All right. Mm-hmm. So we're both basically from two different countries. One country <laughs> which has seen the light of the. I mean, hey, this is like people are going to do it. Might as well monetize it and put it in a controlled way. And then, like, I live in a country that. 18 or 20 states have kind of went that way, and then everybody else is like, Jeebus, and they, they won't take it. So, okay, so did you have any kind of, like, in the 80s growing up when I did, did you have any kind of, like, drug programs in school? Uh, so growing up in the 90s, sorry, Adam. <laughs> no, no, I know. I'm saying I'm in the um, 80s. You're we, in the okay, 90s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had MAD um, and... Uh, Mothers Against Drug Driving? Is it MAD or was it... There was another one. It could have been mad up in Canada. We just I, had much against drugs. I gotta drivers. pull it up. I, hang on, I'm gonna quickly Google it. Because uh, I, I, give me a second. Um, in America, we had Dare D A R E drug a bit as abuse resistance education. Did you have Dare? We had we had a Canadian version of Dare. Uh, I I do recall um, like having to go into the gymnasium. Uh, several times during elementary school and then high school, and and having a uh, uh, an anti drug like dare uh, program pop up, like like kind of like a presentation sort of thing. Um, and it, it included like alcohol and stuff, but it also included like drug use and such. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah, I, I do remember that. Was... that okay. I, I was I was getting mad mixed up with dare in that case. So sorry about that. No, no, it's fine. And I'm sorry for the aside. This is like the entire time I was reading this. Like, they had this stupid shit. Like, we had a war on drugs. Well, guess who won? It wasn't us. Yeah. But, so, yeah, the, you know, back to the topic at hand. A for effort. Like, he he wrote, or he or she wrote something. um, We didn't actually address the name. The the author is, uh, according, at least credited on creepos.com, it is Jeremiah Brown. Um, whether or not that's their actual name or just like some like a name that they've given themselves on the yeah on, online, but like yeah, Jeremiah, kudos for you for writing something that uh, creepypasta.com said would take me eleven minutes to read. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you gotta love those like oh estimated time reading. <laughs> I screamed oh. and jumped. I was like, it's just like different things. Like throughout the course of this, as I kind of glanced through it, so yeah, um, I've got a, a couple of things. Uh, so I guess we're we're done the grammar position. We'll move on to the yeah. actual thoughts. <laughs> oh, he loves um, dot dot dot. By the way. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he puts it in dialogue, and then like at times he doesn't. Like there's a second like like talking about the old man. Then he cackled and slapped his leg as if he just told the funniest joke 
known to man. Probably about a fart and a baby. Thinking back now, I guess he had dot 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 dot. Yeah, there's. Like, a, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at in one paragraph. There are three or four instances where there are just like mega ellipses, like dot dot yeah. dot 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 dot. dot. <laughs> Or like like the person like didn't know how many dots you need to do and you you're you you just have to do three you don't have to do like four or, yeah. or seven <laughs> yeah and pretty much the rules for ellipses are, you know you use it uh, you use it to omit information at the beginning or the end of quotes um, that wasn't that you use ellipses to indicate omission at the beginning within um, uh, okay this is you, interesting because like I, I I you're you're laying down the, the as a, as a um, like for, for having a creative writing kind of background, yeah. mm-hmm. I've always I've always thought that like dot to dot like the ellipses was used to like as a um a way of like uh, giving a giving a pause at the end of something like somebody's like about to say something, and then they they do dot to dot as like they they're pausing be, uh, before they're going to continue. Is well, that it's, not it's, a case then? In, in like, is that not a use of uh, ellipses? Yeah, no, you're correct, but that's in the use of dialogue. Okay. Okay. Like what? That's the part that I was kind of pointing out there is it wasn't dialogue unless you count the the actual narrative form as it is from this man being. That's always dialogue. the, and that's always kind of the pitfall, right? Of like writing is like, because mm-hmm. a lot of times, like you see, especially in creep pastas, the story is being written in the first person, um, but it is not always necessarily a dialogue like they are telling like it's sort of that, that thing where like they are it's as if they are telling a somebody a cautionary like in this story specifically they're telling like a cautionary tale they're telling their their tale of how they got so high that they became a monster <laughs> or they got like how they got duped into um uh, into taking these really bad drugs um but so i could see somebody falling into the thing of like oh well that's like i'm telling the story so my the, i'm the character telling the stuff but yeah. like you also and, have to, you're also telling a story in a format that is like semi formal. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 the equivalent of this would be if you were writing a research paper on drug abuse, and then you were like, you could be abusing actual quotations. So you could actually, I mean, you can quote anything, and you could do small quotations, you could do like block quotations, but uh, anyway, your quotations got to pertain to stuff, and it's just. You know, this shoddy use of it just makes me not like it's eating up a lot of page space or anything, but it just looks like somebody who um, is like not familiar enough with the rules. Like, you know, it's like yeah. if it were to use that quote and analogy, like they're quoting other stuff into it that doesn't really pertain to it, but at least it's adding to the length kind of thing. So it's uh, it's a very loose understanding of the rules and structures and not knocking anyone like there are entire degrees. Like, I, look, I te- I taught English. Um, these are things that, I, I at least my experience with American public school systems, uh, nobody tackles, like at least in the state that I am, nobody really tackles officially in high school level stuff like grammar at all. Like a lot of the big requirements are on uh, literature. And, uh, you know, you're going through your, like, what's canonized and things like that. So we all, and even at the collegiate level here, we all expect everyone to, like, have all this stuff. But there's no room in at least our uh, standards that we teach to actually go into it and all. So, like, honestly, I would say the bulk of people 
that are writing this stuff, if they're American and all that, they're probably writing off of a middle school level English understanding. Or that is kind of horrifying because, <laughs> like, to, so to hear that, <laughs> like, just a little bit, because, like, I, I mean, as far as I was aware, <laughs> like, with my, my, my schooling and stuff like that, like, they really hammered on like grammar and stuff. <laughs> Now, like if you, huh. you, you you tie it in with stuff, so hmm. if you were writing a short story, if you were doing a research paper and stuff like that, that's when I'm going to go through with my red ink pen and make it bleed and mark it. And then like, okay, here's what you should do correctly. Here's what you do correctly. But it's, we've turned into, and I'm sorry to turn your podcast into a critique of uh, American public education system, but we have turned it into uh, we're, our job is to turn out little test takers, and nobody really. You are fortunate if you get exposure to it elsewhere. Like my my basics of like my understanding of grammar and and writing structures and so forth really solidified. I ca- I came in at a time when writing was a very part large part in Kentucky, which is the state I live in. But um, yeah, I had to learn everything in college. Really, and not and on my own, like writing and doing it, just like building the ship as I flew it and things like that. So that may be some big differences here, which would explain why, like one of the constant complaints over here in the states is, uh, whenever we turn out high school graduates or college graduates, is that they can't write a fucking sentence because we're too busy teaching um, literary devices and so forth and so on. Huh. Okay. Wow. Now, now you can use a little star as it crescents, like the more you know kind of thing. The more you know. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll talk to you later about the ACT. Oh, God. Okay. Back to this, the silly creepypasta. Sorry. It's, no, it's cool. It's fine. It's just, I'm, I'm just, I'm, well, sh- and I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Like, I, I, I have sort of, it's been a hot minute since I was in school myself. So it's like, I can't recall a properly, like, if, the Canadian education system is I feel like it might be better from what you're you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna like like I don't wanna like specific, like hundred percent that because I might be wrong. I might be like um over romanticizing my my own upbringing. So <laughs> no, no, and I'm yeah. also coming from in the fifty states we're in the we're in the forties or like upper thirties and stuff like that. So there yeah. are there are other areas and then there's also you consider um, poverty levels and, you know, the wealth in areas and that kind of makes a difference. But in all honesty, just kind of put a bow on this particular topic right here. Like, even though like I'm critiquing this function and stuff like that, I acknowledge, I mean, not the function, but their performance here. I'm acknowledging that uh, I'm assuming that they have a high school education or they're going through high school right now. And I think it's amazing and awesome that they were, the muse spoke to them through uh, a reefer madness, uh, American werewolf in Paris or yeah. London. Yeah. Like... Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I was. Uh, full disclosure, that's at the end of my actual thoughts <laughs> notes. Oh, but I'm so glad. I had that. I was like, like I, I, I was, de- I've got, I, I, I was getting some weird vibes, like mixed vibes of like different like culture, like pop cultural like references into the story. Yeah. One of which was American Werewolf in London. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. not so much Paris, like the pair. I mean, the Paris one's basically just a copy of the of the first movie. But without yeah. the ghost, I don't think yeah. there's a ghost. It, honestly, in it. 
Oh, there is a ghost. Like, yeah, oh, they, they yeah, they they definitely do that in the in in Paris and in London. Okay. So, um, but yeah, no, the whole and I think that's honestly where it is. Is like it's the the um uh the the, the dead friend coming back to try and help her, his uh, his buddy, and even by the end of the story, I was like, is this like did he just like get reefer werewolf? <laughs> like, are we just getting like going like yeah. like where like uh the 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 uh the the reefer wolf <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, like if because like, like is is this where we're like because either cannibal or werewolf is where I'm go- is where the story is kind of leading at the, by the end of the story. I guess this is um, a great great opportunity for us to talk about the old man because this is like okay, this is yeah. the the gem of of this whole deal. Like I made the joke a moment ago about like the, oh they went down to Georgia he's looking to make a deal and it's like you know doing the the Faustian like blood kind of yeah. thing like that but so i would love for you to take this over here and tell me your thoughts because I, I know where your mind goes and i'm sure it's gonna be beautiful <laughs> well let me let me do that uh that crazy conspiracy board <laughs> from uh <laughs> it's always sunny in philadelphia okay um because like i start so this is the first thing i got like uh, the first um uh quote i have here um on the way to the subway station about a half block from my crummy little studio apartment is an alleyway this particular alleyway is always crowded with vagrants and and it keeps going on about the the homeless people that are in this alleyway and then like that's how we get introduced to the old man and stuff i was like could it be is this going to is this also going to be a hobo creepypasta on top of a of a of a of a of a drug creepypasta and it just like it all comes full circle, Adam. <laughs> like because when when we first met, like we we decided on a creepypasta about homeless about like um uh about a uh uh like a homeless man, right? Like wasn't yeah. that like, we were talking about Hobo Vember like way back when? <laughs> it's just like it all comes full circle when we get, <laughs> we do a four, our four twenty episode. <laughs> it's um, and then and then I went down a journey on speculation during the story of the, as to the nature of the old man uh, who is offering the drugs to this, uh, this um, uh, to Jake um, in, in such a strange manner. <laughs> so it's like uh, he barked. Uh, so yeah, he barked laughter at this. You, Hugh, he cleared his throat heads always making me laugh with your nonsensical names for stuff. And, and to that, I'm just like alien. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to the, and then we get a little bit like after we get this, um, just prick your finger and drop a, a couple of drops of your life blood, life's blood on this here paper. And you got all that you could ever want. And to that, I'm just like, scratch that demon. <laughs> and then it keeps going um, to this quote here, like a little bit farther down the story uh, that night on my walk home from work, the bag on my mind. I saw the old man again. This time, however, he looked younger, less haggard, more feral. M- maybe a warlock? Warlock! <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, a pact c- was clearly made between Jake and this old man, and now the guy looks younger, <laughs> like, and, like, is, like, a little bit more groomed and stuff of that, or, like, looking better off. And yeah. and Jake is looking less off. So, like, there's like a Dorian Gray or like a Lich kind of thing going, or maybe vampire. I like I had so many different like ideas like fluctuating. I was like, what is this guy? He's eating for him. Yeah, legitimately. Like, yeah, he's like it. There's definitely a transfer of life force um going on, or like of 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 like maybe even of karma or something going on between him and Jake because of the pact that they've made. Uh, like he could even be a fae, a creature of fae. 
Um, do you see like this perverted sacrament thing going on with this as well? So a little like, bit, yeah. Like the blood of the the blood of the vine, the blood of Christ, uh, kind of a deal going on there. So, um, like he's partaking of his own. Like, like if his blood made the weed or something like that, like he's partaking of his own. But it's also like there's this whole the body thing, and at the end of it, it's like he even eats the body. It's a, it's kind of implied that he's just gonna like cannibalize the, the sweet old the, the woman Kowalski. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know. I think I'm giving it way too much credit at that point. But I I like that it's a happy accident, much like my little brother, and I I like that. Hey, I doubt he's going to listen to this. He don't even listen to my podcast. We're safe. Okay. <laughs> it just it comes up a couple of times, man. <laughs> oh, it, it's kind of my gimmick. I always say it. Even it, wherever I'm at, I always tell everybody my brother was an accident. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, like you were saying, like like with you and like uh, the uh, your uh, like kind of happy accident on this story of of um and and kind of finding like this whole like element like, of speculation because it is it is clear speculation because the story doesn't really kind of give us a clear um insight as to like what's going on aside from like it's giving us hints and and um uh hints and vagaries like for and even an open-ended ending as to what happens to jake and, and miss mcclowski and such um which part kind of bugged me initially but Getting to that in a second, um, the thing that I kind of found was uh, from this quote here, it actually sort of like was the uh, something that I really enjoyed about this story in terms of like the characterization. Um, so me being a man completely devoid of any kind of religious pretenses, I didn't hesitate. So all I got to do is drop a little blood on that old ass piece of dust you call paper and I get some good shit. Yep best shit that you'll ever see and as much as you could ever want ha shit sign me up old man and with that my fate was sealed okay we've been making fun of the of the um uh the the uh the way think people talk in this story like earlier on especially like when they were kids and stuff of like that and then like uh his, the stoner lingo that he's i do i do in parentheses yeah <laughs> i do in quotations the 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 the, the, the stoner lo, uh, uh stoner lingo and such but i gotta say also while i was reading the story i did find myself enjoying the characterization of of Nair, of, of of jake and even the old man like yeah. the old man is very like like very charismatic as a as a villain or as a uh as maybe yeah, kind of as a villain because like he's He's sort of again. The story kind of implies that he's a villain. He doesn't. They don't straight up say it. Yeah. Um. And I kind of I kind of dig that for this story. Like. And another thing, like going to the we were talking like about like how the ending it it it's like a nice little, like uh like McClaus like uh McClowski, I would be honored, but I must tell you, I'm also very hungry. And then like it, it that's where that's where the story ends. At first, I was like, "Wait, that's it," <laughs> mm-hmm. and like, I I understand where they're going. Like, it's it, they're leaving it open ended to insinuate that Jake probably killed or ate Miss McClowski, and like, that's that's the the that was the zinger at the end of the story. And it's actually Betty White gives him a super <laughs> bar, and then he he comes to his senses. There, the the werewolf thing that you have going on with this man though too like the ted is trying to dissuade him and jake just keeps like turning him away which my you know me looking for 
influence, I mean, inspiration and all that. I was even like, well, is this like a Downton Thomas kind of thing? But, um, like, you know, I also wondered, um, like, every time you saw him, he was in a more uh, desiccated state more. Yeah. And all, but the, yet the old man keeps getting more and more. And he even warns him about the old man. And then at the very final, like, bit where he's given in uh, to his uh, addiction, in air quotes, parentheses, quotation mark, curly brackets, um, it's like he's enabling him at that point in time. So that I found that part kind of interesting. That that shift, like yeah, like Jake was almost or you know, Ted, excuse me, was Jake's conscious, so to speak, in in that, and then by the end of it, he was just another instrument of the old man. Yeah, we're it's almost like we're getting uh, like we're not seeing the entire story. Like we're not we're not we're not getting all the insight of what's going on, like in the behind the scenes. Like where's Ted going when he gets um uh rebuked or like deny or like is told to leave by Jake? Like is he going back to the old man and the, is or is the old man like using Ted's soul to further push Jake down the path of uh, of this like sacrifice basically or this like this yeah. transfer of of uh, energy or or life force or whatever another idea that kind of came to me and it's a little bit of a stretch what if there was no there was no ted to begin with like in terms of um uh like a person (laughs) like what if what if ted was always like just in jake's head and like and and jake just like jake's the one that took the drugs and stuff initially like by himself but he had like this like imaginary friend that he would take and stuff so like and then further in the story, like when, um, when Jake, yeah, like you're saying, Jake, like Ted is kind of Jake's consciousness, like, like conscience, um, like it's trying to help him initially, but then as the, as, uh, Jake keeps going down this path, uh, it sort of, he, Ted turns on him. He kind of just like, well, maybe, maybe you should go check out those, brown- uh, those brownies were good for Miss McCloudsky, just saying. And then he vanishies. Like his, like you were saying, he does kind of just vanish. Like he, he just kind of, he doesn't, he tr- he says he's going to warn uh uh Jake about shit <laughs> about uh about Mr uh, about the old the old man but then like just bows out or is like politely walks away after he's told to leave it's a beautiful kind of cor- you can make a beautiful correlation to the fact that like this is like the addiction part of it i think the author is really hitting it it's a, you know in the beginning there's trepidation yeah. it's shown through Ted of him doing that and whatnot but as uh you know an addiction which you can't really physically become dependent on weed it's more of a psychological it's you know kind of like how i would like pop or you know yeah. something like that but you know as uh he further indulges his inhibitions just um like wither away and yeah that would be I, yeah I, think, I like that yeah and I think like yeah, pulling the yeah, I think yeah, the idea that like Ted I, I do like the idea that you, you're proposing that like Ted uh Ted's ghost, because that's kind of what he is in this. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, is just like his consciousness that's slowly kind of like dying the farther he goes along. Um like or it's like he's decaying more and more, or he's like he's becoming or he's he's changing his mood the more and more as as he goes along. I think I like I like how that 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 happens over the course of the, the tail end of the story. Yeah. Um, 
and it could either be like again it's have to, something to do with the old man or it's just part of the process of like of uh of jake cons- like just intake imbibing this uh these uh the this this marijuana <laughs> like constantly yeah. so um just as an aside also i kind of like got so we were we would talk about like again pop culture kind of touchstones in the story like the um uh, american werewolf in london um and uh and what was the what was the uh the the, the marijuana yeah half-baked uh that you're you're bringing up earlier i also kind of got evil bong vibes from this <laughs> I don't know I, if you've ever seen those movies. <laughs> I, I know that they exist. Uh, of course, Big Bertha, which was, that, was yep. so creative and all. But then there are a section of it where he's even kind of rationalizing his use of Big Bertha. It's like Big Bertha was something that him and Jake used, or he made. No, he made. They made the bong together, or Jake made. Yeah, Ted made it, and then no, she belongs it, to you. Yeah, because he, because because Ted, yeah, so yeah, Ted, um, like Big Bertha ended up at um at Jake's house because Ted got so so stoned that he forgot what who what where his address was or something like that one time, and Bertha just always stayed at, at Jake's from that point on, and actually I have the quote here from that point on Bertha had stayed with me. Ted said something along the lines of, "It's cool, man. We made her what she is together. She just chose you in the end. It's totally cool." Kind of like, like some kind of like weird Frankenstein girlfriend or something. Yeah, it was. And, yeah, it was weird. I kind of in that in that vein, I kind of almost got like Bride of Reanimator to a little to a slight degree. Just like thinking about it now, but maybe that's just like me overthinking it. I, you know, things that one could do to improve this. Uh, I really would love to see Big Bertha changing as well as. Yeah. Uh, as it, you know, it starts out as a normal bong, and then it starts looking like a was H R Geiger, yeah, kind of device at the end. Well, you actually, yeah. So, kind of going back to what I was, I, was, I started saying. Then we kind of got, we kind of going on a tangent <laughs> um, about the ending. Um, like, I, I like how it ends the way it is. However, there is a part of me that wants, that wishes there was a little bit more because, like, yeah, it ends on that really cool zinger, but like what the hell happened here <laughs> like like i thought this was a cautionary tale like what's the cautionary tale here like you were just you were really hungry and then you went into mr miss mcclowski's home and had like brownies and, and food <laughs> brownies and tea and some of that and was maybe a little bit aggressive but everything was fine out um or like what the darker tone which is what it's insinuating is that like he he ate or killed uh miss mcclowski for her brownies or for her flesh <laughs> um but I kind of wish there had been a little bit more afterward about like the aftermath and maybe like even uh, Jake trying to like find out what the hell's up with this man, the old man and like what's what's become of him. It's uh, just Dagon kind of feel to it by HP Lovecraft is like, oh, no, yeah. they're, they're trying to break into my room. There's a window. I will leap below. I see the button. And like, well, who the fuck's tell, telling this story? Like, you know what I mean? It's um, yeah. it's a very disjointed uh, narration, it, you you expect it the narrator to be like at least in some control of their 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 faculties, and they kind of abandon that completely and go for the the you know 
flowery. And the, and the bong was me. <laughs> like the campfire <laughs> ending. Like that's honestly what it what it reminds me of. Is like yeah, the Dagon story where like, and I can hear it clearly. I'm going to jump out the window now. <laughs> <laughs> or the or like the big the zinger that you always tell in a, at the end of a campfire story where it's like, and the killer is me. And like you like. Or you, or yeah. you have a friend in the out in the bush, like with a with a hockey mask on, um, to to jump out at at the at, at the right time of the story. But, but like at the beginning of the story, it was it was like like you want to know my story? Here's my story, and then like and like and by the end, you'll you can decide uh, whether it, like uh, about its uh, uh, its contents or not. And then it like goes through and so that, and then it just does, ends with the zinger. It's like, okay, so you just told a a spooky story about how you apparently like what happened to you and the old woman? <laughs> like, did you eat the old woman? Like, is that why yeah. you're like, why you're, um, uh, is that what, is that the, the worst fate than like, you know, being like shot in a, in a drug deal gone wrong or <laughs> some of that? Yeah. Like it, it felt a little bit incomplete at the end, even though I, I do kind of like the ending where uh, of the ending zinger, but it, it yeah. still felt a little like incomplete to me. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's uh, it's not horrible. Like, uh, yeah, I mean the story's not horrible, but it's just yeah the abandonment of, of the form there. And I mean, I don't know. For some reason, I always kind of compare stuff like the, those kind of narratives in general to the best that I've ever seen. This address was like in. Um, the Fallen. You ever seen? You've seen that movie, surely, with John Goodman and uh, uh, Denzel Washington. No, <laughs> it's it, it's it's almost like sh- oh my god. Well, I'm add sorry. that to. Add, I'm I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, but that's okay. That's even worse. <laughs> it's 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 almost like um, Shocker. If you've seen that old Wes Craven film, I've heard of it. <laughs> oh, you're, I I I you I'm really talk about evil mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dropping the ball on the uh, on like horror stuff too because like I'm aware of Shocker. I know what the basic plot I think is, but like yeah, I've never seen them. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, I, I, like so, Review Cultists and I've been friends for several years, folks. And I, like this podcast brought us together, and it's it's great. I love certain stories, and I've, I've I've treasured his friendship. He's mentioned all kinds of movies he's watched, like a crazy one about a bunch of Norwegians fighting uh, Santa Clauses or shit like that. But ah, he yes. hasn't seen Shocker or The Fallen. I I am adding it to the list right now of movies I need to watch. Oh god, I, 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 won't, I won't crack on you too much, but yeah, I'll kind of drop that line of thought. But yeah, it's um, you know, uh, it, it there's an explanation of like why your narrator's still doing what your narrator's doing, kind of yeah. kind of thing like that, and um, like. It feels mm-hmm. like the story, like again, just came hammering at the, uh, the 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 conclusiveness, or like not the conclusive. The um, it, it felt like the story was trying to like tell a a moral to the story of like, because mm-hmm. like that's like, honestly like that's what it felt like like through and through. Like even with the like kind of like cheesy like anti drug like at, like uh, like kind of skit acti- attitude it had at the beginning, to the point where it started going more of like a um like devil at the intersection or like devil at the crossroads sort of or like monkey's paw sort of thing that was going yeah. on um it felt like it was trying to tell a some kind of a like an, an anti-drug moral of the story but 
and it, it does kind of get there a little bit but like yeah the the ending for me i think i feel like it needed a little bit more to like kind of even like a, a few words to sort of like um maybe just kind of like sh- sh- tell us like why like the at like the, or hint at the aftermath a little bit more of as to like her his encounter with miss mcclowski and why he's on the run from the cops now because of <laughs> the incident with miss mcclowski <laughs> the brownie <laughs> incident maybe <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah so i just i feel like there could be a little bit more at the end to kind of like refine it a little bit more yeah but I think it, there's definitely a potential here. All right. Well, um, and now for the uh, the uh, now for the segment everybody's been waiting for when it's an an Adam and cultist uh, show <laughs> is uh, the kitchen segment <laughs> where we try to see what we can uh, what we can uh, what we can cook up with the ingredients of the story. <laughs> I am very hungry. Yeah, I know. I've got the munchies myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so. Um, First yeah. off, I know what you're going to say. Yes, fear itself. Damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> no, but I just want to acknowledge that I was thinking the same thing. But you, you yeah. take take, a, take take the reins here. I just want to let it, you know that I'm in a car with you. It's it's right there. Like you you play as a bunch of junkies, and you you go past a or you go past a um. Uh, an alleyway where there's uh, where there's a bunch of vagrants and like it, it's this it's really low hanging fruit honestly <laughs> uh like the old man is a perfect like there's actually a, a monster in fear itself that is this character it's the ovrashi mm-hmm. <laughs> like they they appear as a as a uh as a vagrant as a homeless person and they have a bag of goodies and they, but like they steal your soul, or they eat, they they eat, they consume souls, and or or something along those lines in in uh, in exchange. So, yeah, you could just kind of like take the Ovrashu stats from Fear itself, and like maybe tweak them a little bit or flavor them a little bit differently. Um, if you if you want this to be more like a Dorian Gray, like a psychic vampire, or like or literal vampire. <laughs> yeah. Um, because like maybe, heck, uh to to pull from uh pull away from fear itself but stay in the gumshoe uh rpg system uh knights black agents and this is a actual vampire who is siphoning the blood and or life force with these blood packs it's making with stoners like that like it's it's getting high on the on them as much as they are getting high on the supply that he it is providing them yeah like maybe that's and maybe that's it. Like maybe it's not even like it doesn't need to feed on them. It's not actually feeding on them. It's just getting high off of them. Like that. Like that's the, its supernatural drug or its its drug is is people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, that I would. Uh, yeah, and and your characters are like, uh, people who are trying to tr- like track down what's going on. Either like your your um uh, either your client or like a friend of your of, of yours is like gone down a bad road because like, because in knights black agents you're usually playing like agents or or people with certain skills and stuff like that so maybe or even criminals so like maybe one of your your uh your um like cohorts or um or contacts who's like who's always kind of a druggie he's like gone missing or died in a very mysterious way and so now you're hunting that de- you're basically got a vendetta against whoever whoever uh geeked him and now oops the vam- the vampire conspiracy here, <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, it's just basically a vampire drug ring that they've been running on. But they're they're basically trading in drug like like re- like these supernaturally laced drugs um, with the with the blood pack whole situation. And the drug the drug ring is actually for the supernatural entities that are fee- that are that are getting high on the human supply. Yeah. I like I like that. I really do. Um I mean, I think turning it into the a two um a vampire is a really cool thing. I I hadn't went down that way. I kind of went for the kind of low-hanging fruit. Uh, I wouldn't say low-hanging fruit, but the obvious choice of uh, fear self. And I was kind of thinking two different things. Uh, um, you know, we could play up the story of the old man making yeah. making the deal and kind of working out the demonic part of it and all. And you could include him or not in this version of this, but I would really like it, the whole thing be framed around a um, um, rehab. So either not yeah. like not like a clinic, but like you know you're out going to AA meetings, and then your 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 characters because you don't want them necessarily getting hooked on it and all that, but uh, the people that they have their weekly meetings with and stuff like that, uh, you know, start falling into it, or they kind of learn about this beforehand, and maybe one of their own that's an NPC gets killed, and then you know looking into. Uh, the drug, and then they encounter the old man. And, uh, you know, if I say that once you kind of go too far gone into the drug and you lose control to the hunger and all that, you are you could even be like a thrall of some sort to this vampire or this creature or something like that that does its bidding. So there's your things that you got to kind of work your way through and you encounter people that you've met at the meetings and, you know, other people that you've met in these circles. Like, I mean, this could be like this whole big uh, sanity blasting kind of uh, ex- experience that your yeah. characters go through. Oh, I, God. I, I just had this, like, sorry, I had a slight idea. What if the old man is actually a Renfield for the actual entity? This, like, plant-based entity that, like, that that's where the weed comes from. Is it's, like, a, basically a vampire... Oh, my God, I can't... It's a it's a vanibus. <laughs> uh, that that sounded better in my head. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's basically like uh, like a a it's like a vampire vine uh, or like it, it's a, it's basically like some kind of a supernatural plant monster that um, is using the the old man as a proxy uh, and giving him giving him life. The more people he uh, he um, uh, he gives like the uh, the. Uh, the the drugs to like the the marijuana to, but the marijuana comes stems from the creature itself, and the pieces of paper that have the blood on it are basically like um, again kind of going back to my idea of like the vampires like um well it, it uses the, the 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 piece of paper like the blood that's on the paper or maybe the the paper looks like paper but it's actually like uh, almost like a naturally pulped um parch piece of parchment from yeah. like using hemp or using like pulp from the plant matter of the creature itself as well and so then by like giving it back to the creature it's then the blood is incorporated into them so now it has a uh, kind of a, a link to those people mm-hmm. that it can like use to like influence them or or siphon its uh uh whatever it's it gets out of people and the old man is looking like when you encounter the younger the old man later he's looking better off and stuff of like that because the creature is giving him boons for just helping distribute um, the uh, the uh, the network of of drugs. Yeah, I like the idea of the vampire being a tapeworm. 
oh god <laughs> yeah i mean like yeah you know, you start, it's, it's a gateway so i mean in the beginning you're not going to start feasting on the flesh of people and drinking her blood and things like that you're just kind of you know leading them up to that part but i mean make it a full fucking flesh like vampire that you got and then when you get them hooked so far into this that where that they will do your bidding and all that then you can kind of go to the real entree yeah and then whatever also... you ingest he ingests Oh, I I see what you're going. Yeah, like it. He can't, like, yeah, like he can't in he can't imbibe food or like can't imbibe certain things. Or he, like he can't imbibe nourishment with, except through proxies. Mm-hmm. That is creepy as hell. <laughs> um, yeah. like it's it, that that yeah that is like a tapeworm and like even just like a parasite a parasitic life form. Um, and then, so like these you. people and and they're becoming like they they have the munchies. They have this like horrible like hunger and craving. But they're not getting any nourishment themselves from any of it. Like they are, they are wasting away, while the creature gets fat and plump in its layer wherever it is. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a thinner by Stephen King, but there's something receiving it. It's like I mean, they're just going to waste away, yeah. over and over. It definitely if they don't give in to the hunger. And, and then so, mm-hmm. we could have that as a Delta Green game, yeah. Where people where where Delta Green is finding a bunch of homeless people or like vagrants or like. Uh, or stoners, or drug, or like drug addicts, um, like finding their bodies just wasted away and just like in like ditches and stuff like that, like all across like a state. Yeah, <laughs> and like, they're they're basically trying to hunt down the um the what's like where like where are these guys getting their supply? Where like, these guys are all these guys are all connect, the, all these all these corpses are connected in that they had a, a supply a certain supplier, but now then you're tracking down the supplier, and then. Some kind of a gunfight's obviously going to ensue from that because it's Delta Green. Yeah, <laughs> um, and maybe even like the the supplier, he's got an entourage of vagrants that will of, of cultists that will um, like that, that haven't been enthralled by him because like he's giving them things like that they need to like live and stuff like that. So they they feel indebted to him or loyal to him. And so, like now, so like again, there's there's the like the the initial conflict is like when you when they finally track down the the, the dealer, then they have to deal with this fucking uh, cult or entourage of 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 mad cultists that are just poor people that that were down on their luck, and this this asshole manipulated them with with uh, with kindness or with generosity. Yeah. Um, and then when you get to the dealer, that's when you get to the the sandblasting truce, because like he, uh, that's where you get the clues to go to the actual source of the of of the uh, yeah the supernatural uh, drug, which is the giant monster, wherever it is or whatever whatever kind of thing it is like it could be like a wor- like one of those um ah uh, it's that like disciples of the worm in Call of Cthulhu mythos mm-hmm. or in the Delta Green mythos it's like. People yeah. that put a a larval creature inside of them, and it it give it it hurts them, but it makes them immortal or like nigh immortal. Yeah. So it could be like this giant kind of like worm creature from another reality, or it could be something that's just always been here down in the depths or the bowels of the earth. It could be Shabnigaroth herself. Like again, she's got tons of ties to like to plant matter and and like fecund nature and life. So yeah. Yeah, you could. It, it could also. It could also just be a Delta Green scenario where you're dealing with a cult of Shabnigaroth. Yeah, just see, just push and you go back to that alleyway where the vagrant is, and you push a dumpster aside or move some things around. Oh, and then there's an old you, desiccated building, and you're basically going into the layer of the worm itself. Yeah, that. 
or we we take it a different sorry not to, not to like no, that but <laughs> um an idea I, I that just came to mind when you were bring up the alleyway it's like um the dark alleyway what comes to mind for me with that is pikmin's model yeah and ghouls and the dreamlands so like the vagrants like among in and among the vagrants of this dark alley this specific alleyway like we make this alleyway an actual lo- like a, a location of import um yeah. and in and deeper within like beyond the vagrants that live there because they they maybe they it's it's it has like a coziness to it or it has some kind of has something that gives that that uh that she, like protects them from like the 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 um the yeah. the, the elements and such mm. well deeper be, beyond that in deeper in the in this dark alleyway that where you push the uh the the, the dumpster aside and there is a burrowed hole and if where the where ghouls are coming in out from uh from uh from the, the dreamlands and so this drug is actually a dreamlands drug that the ghouls are are again we got a, a, a drug trafficking situation but mm-hmm. it's ghouls in the from the in the dreamlands like basically uh trading uh these drugs for like maybe it's maybe the drug it it uh it's either like a, a way of like creating more ghouls like then we got like the body the bodies that are desiccated or like dying or like they're are being are turning up they go missing from the morgues because they're suddenly metamorphosizing back into 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 full-fledged ghouls yeah What's 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 right? Which rewind back to? <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. No, I, got, no, I, no, I got lost in that dark in that dark alleyway. <laughs> no, I you know I honestly like that. If you didn't want to make it a vampire, maybe the ghouls have a way to eat that doesn't involve them actually eating. Kind of playing with the tapeworm kind of yeah mentality, and because they're too, like for those of you unfamiliar with uh, Delta Green lore or, and all that, there's kind of two schools of thoughts for ghouls. Like, they, or they're the traditional ones that uh, only eat the dead and all that. And then there's, uh, like, a different sect of them that aren't adverse to eating fresh kills and stuff like that. And you just got, like, a whole uh, bunch of those second ones right there that have just found an easy way to do it and are just kind of reaching out from the sewers, the subways, the dreamlands, whatever mm. to, to these people to become their mouths. And then like, there's no, there's no risk or anything. And there's no, I mean, it's a perfect crime. Like they're getting fresh meat and all that. Yep. And then when that person is gone, I mean, there's always people that are also, uh, add, yeah, sorry, okay. add to it with attitudes, Gordon, not I've, I'm all about it. I just, I just had this horrible thought. This is a new cult of the bloody tongue of mm-hmm. Nyarlathotep. The old man is Nyarlathotep, and he's it's uh, like he's uh, he's using the people like we're we're sticking. I'm going to stick with the uh, um, the people are these things mouths. They these people are giving upon that the, their nourishment and like their their existence onto the 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 uh, the, the bloody tongue the the yeah. avatar of Nyarlathotep. Mm-hmm. For like, like for some kind of like sacrifice, so that he can be born again, <laughs> or that he can rise again. Yeah. Like, but he needs. This is all just one big intricate ritual by distributing this the this this drug, and and making everybody who imbibes the drug or like the or smokes the weed and turning them into these mun uh, these munchy craved um mouths or these these uh 
the yeah these uh these these they they are enthralled into this ritual they basically just add, they add an extra it's an they're an extra candle in the in the sacri- in the in the ritual circle to summon Nyarlathotep upon the world yeah that is I, I, I like the whole idea of like the bloody tongue like that motif in in a lot of the the mythos when it comes to like Nyarlathotep and like the whole idea of like yeah, you're like the, ta- the the tapeworm thing also kind of gives me because again like Nyarlathotep like in that form kind of has the kind of a wormy looking like slimy mm-hmm. wormy and like tendril sort of look to him yeah and i just i can just imagine like yeah like that it's all again each stoner that that is uh that's that's uh, afflicted by this is just another um battery to charge uh to charge up this like this profane ritual to uh uh to summon the type through through hunger basically yeah Oh man, well we've we've got gold <laughs> on this. I tell you, my, my last contribution to this would be to take it not as in depth, but I'm going to take it a different place. I was kind of thinking back to movies of my childhood that I liked and things like that, and then the whole seeing the dead kind of thing that's going on with this. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the film Flatliners? Yes. <laughs> Oh, I've seen that one. Okay. Well, I got that new- reference. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Cap. Right, the newer or the old one? Uh, I think the new one? No, no. I, I think Actually, I think the old one. I think. Kevin Bacon? One. Yep, the old one. Yeah. Okay, Keith or Sutherland. Uh, several of them. Sorry, I hit the mic here. Uh, you know, basically, maybe it's a, it's a testing group for a drug a different strand or maybe it's just people that found that this drug, this marijuana that grows in this weird place, which you could have it be a graveyard or former graveyard that the headstones were moved, but the bodies weren't or whatnot. But when you see you smoke, you see the dead. Yeah. Mm. You see like the, the either the recent dead or like the dead of a loved one, yeah. or, like the ghost, the, the apparitions of a loved one. Maybe even you're crossing over into the realm, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, and the further you go, the more bloodborne kind of like the world, the Ooh. world of the dead. I mean, yeah, it, it, it can even be cult. A cult. You start gamer. seeing more the go- the creepy like ghost world, like the the layer the, mm-hmm. the ghost layer of the world. Like you start kind of uh, like the upside down from Stranger Things. Yeah, and then and you start kind of seeing more of that side of the world, and like then it starts. It, we're getting that like from beyond uh, aspect where you look into the other side, and the other side starts looking back at you. Mm-hmm. And like that could be your your game. I mean, at some point you're gonna be in that world, and maybe your ghost Virgils that you have her, you know, maybe if there's multiple ones, maybe try to help you out of it or whatnot. But you're you're trapped in this world, and you got to get back out. Yeah, I would love to see like a, a, a more exploration of what where Ted is going, or where like that apparition is going, and do what what's happening to them as well because like there's clearly something going on that we're just not seeing yeah um and like that's not entirely through like the fault of the story it's just something that i like i like we're we're, we're seeing that as like i kind of want to see more of that <laughs> kind of element yeah. that I, I feel like may either like wasn't just wasn't explored properly in the story or just like they didn't think of it <laughs> they didn't think of, of that kind of like what's happening with with ted <laughs> or this ted apparition so yeah which was to believe that ted may not even really exist yeah 
It's or that yeah, yeah, just like the Jiminy Cricket conscience. <laughs> we're 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 hitting on so many good things that one could do with this. I mean, even if we went back to the original vampire idea or whatnot, like, and this this is a sad truth. Uh, you know, coming from somebody who has had family and friends that have uh, fell into fell to addiction and whatnot, like the people you hang out with when you start going down these paths like drastically change to the point that the only people that are going to fool with you are other people that are kind of in that that world yeah and uh you know you've got that you know you can hit upon that with these stories to where if you're having a cult and whatnot it kind of functions like that like they they become isolated from everyone and, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know exactly where I can go with that, but I'm just saying that there's, there's no. definitely a, a parallel between like how things really happen. Yeah, no, I, I, I get exactly, I, I, I think I get exactly what you're saying. Whereas mm-hmm. like, um, it, it, the cult is sort of a, a commentary or an anal- an analog to yeah. the, the circle of, of people that you, you tend to like when you when the the term like you fall you fallen on the wrong side of the tracks or like you've fallen in with the wrong crowd like yeah. that kind of thing where like you you're gravitating to people that are dealers or like other druggies that are on the same boat as you and that isolates you from like from people that you did know or you loved and like your your family members and stuff like that like your family your old family and friends and stuff yeah, and because like as long as you're like because as long as you're high with that those people like there it's all like perfect and good. But then like sometimes if the if the drugs aren't flowing as well like or like if you guys are coming off a bad hit or something, that's when some of the like, you start seeing some of the darker stuff of that or the truth starts kind of coming out of their of their nature and such. Um, and I feel like a lot of that does. I feel like stories with cults do tie tend to like um, use the cult as almost like an allegory for that kind of thing or like yeah. vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's there's places over here. A little side note here, I'm, they're, they're around the world. I don't know exactly the the exact name of it, but to combat uh, drug like problems with drugs, such as like you know dirty needles and things like that, there's places that are available in different states here. They're not very widespread because we unfortunately treat addiction but with shame. Instead of like you know providing a a safe so a structured place for people to you know overcome this, but there's places here where you can go and there's clean needles and you can sit there and go in a little partitioned out place and uh, get your fix and whatnot, and then you know go about your day and there's no stigma and all that. It's not like they're necessarily enabling you. Or anything like that. It's more of uh, if you're going to do this, at least do it with uh, supervision. And if you need help getting away from it, this is also your your avenue forward. And those places have a lot of uh, positive success. Like I, I honestly think from, and I saw this on uh, John Oliver. He has like a he's a comedian, but he also has like a news show, a weekly news show on HBO. And he he did go into detail about this, but you. Um, like there's been, I think so far as of the recording of that, and these things have been around. There's been no overdosing deaths, and wow. what because I mean it's supervised and yeah, and all that. And there's like there's people who can uh, help you, and you know I 
you know, I, I know that I'm taking this on a tirade out out of out of the gaming thing, but I, I do, you know, feel feel the need to say that uh, these people, uh, you know, pushing them away is like uh, enabling them and pushing them away can be two different things and stuff like that, and them being ostracized like a cult member would or anything like that leads them to further, you know, give up hope. And further, just downward spiral on this. Yeah. Wow. I feel like I just turned this into an after-school special. I do apologize. <laughs> Much like how the story to try, or the, <laughs> the story tried and failed at the beginning. You know. <laughs> it could have um, totally yeah. did that, but I, I did not. It, I did not expect like this deep of a dive into like <laughs> uh, drug use, <laughs> but, drug use uh, and education. Yeah. What I get for having somebody with your background? No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> playing. That's all good. I'm, I'm not offended, but I, I think it's something that. Well, someone I'm totally always wanting you to run Nice Black Agents for me to play in because I, I've rarely played a game of Nice Black Agents, but I I do think your vampire idea is the best thing that has come out of this here. And I I mean, you're, it's a very non-traditional vampire, and yeah, that would be, you know, for somebody that wants to run that. Or run with that. I think it would be a nice, different approach because uh, Nice Black Agents has you have the traditional vampire, you have the the alien vampire, and then you have like and there's the toolkit the... to make your own to make mm-hmm. to make any kind of vampire or supernatural entity that's similar to a vampire. Yeah, that you want. So like you yeah. might as well use that toolkit. <laughs> yeah, indeed, and you know in your games like there's like I said we kind of did hit upon some big things here, and we're definitely neither one of us were trivializing the the horrors of this we've just been kind of commenting on the the author's approach and all that but i mean you can definitely like make it uh i I feel like using parentheses here allegorical like the, the author did and turn it into um something where you're kind of putting a message across to the players about the like world. using uh social commentary kind of mm-hmm element like yeah like the the like you're using horror use it again it, it stems from like the genre like is is rife with it and rightly so and and, and good for it uh is that like it's it's like sci-fi it, it, it's you're telling a, a story a gripping story um with this lens to tell a uh, either a message or like or or to, to tackle a topic that is otherwise sometimes uh harder to approach yeah so yeah it's kind of reflective of our society too i mean like we get a lot of i don't know if you've been exposed to the same podcasts and commentary like i used to listen to a lot of uh, ken height and robin d laws is uh ken robin talk about stuff podcasts yeah but uh i mean like haunted houses are kind of really stemming it's it's a poverty issue that you're dealing with because you bought a house and now you're stuck with it it's almost uh you know representation of debt in and of itself but like a manifestation of it maybe i have heard of that interpretation i do i i do i do like that interpretation on on haunted houses so i i, I hope we've given our our listeners us a little i don't know i hope i haven't fucked up your tone for 420 episode it it did start off kind of lighthearted, and then we kind of went into like the darker thing but i mean i, I think that's kind of appropriate for like yeah that we're, we're doing 420 episode Oh, uh, this is still a creepypasta and a horror like show. So, yeah, but yeah, um, 
think that man, I I did not see this going down the rabbit hole to to reference another drug related sort of theme. Anyway, um, I did not see this going down a uh, a path of like it's like yeah, four twenty, and then suddenly we 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 talked we got serious for a while for a little bit there, and then we also got like a like the creative juices going for with the kitchen segment. So I'm. Yeah. I definitely do want to try and run some stuff that we've like talked about here. I'm going to have to like read, like listen to the, uh, our conversation to try and get some of the ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this will, this is a good, uh, this is my segue to putting us into final thoughts on what we actually, uh, on like kind of a closing statements on the, on the, what we thought of the story itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I, I liked parts of it. Again, like there's 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 a core here that is really good. It's just the the some of the dialogue or some some of the writing. Even for me, like I, I I'm pre- I'm sometimes often I'm often very lenient, <laughs> um, uh, on my uh, on certain things um, that people write because it's it's amateur writing on 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 the internet. So yeah uh, or or most of the time it's it's amateur writing like so it's people who in their teens or 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 maybe just a little bit older that are writing these stories and just throwing them out online for people to enjoy because they're trying to tell a spooky story so for this one like i really do like the idea it, i i'm very intrigued by the old man and like what exactly is going on there and like what the uh what exactly like what is the drug doing to this guy and stuff like that the zinger at the end I like, but I would have liked a little bit more. Um, and so because of that, I think I'm going to partially recommend this story. Like it is, it's, it's readable. It's enjoyable for the most part. It's just, as long as you you know, that going in that there's going to be some really cheesy, like I know drug lingo. <laughs> Hello, fellow teens. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that really. kind of like it it, do, it does kind of feel like that in certain spots but there are some spots that like near as it as it goes that i really kind of enjoyed the characterization of like of jake and and uh the old man so i i can't personally i can't fault it for like too much of that kind of stuff because i'm a sucker for it yeah but yeah so i'll, I'll partially recommend this story so <laughs> adam <laughs> you know first off i think that it was enjoyable like not amazing or anything like that there's parts of it that we start off in the past and then all of a sudden we're in the present and oh oh, Ted's dead and all that and there's a lot of uh, things that I feel like for the story to be complete would be we're missing something I honestly think that it was it's a travesty that she just had the man randomly die in a car wreck and not become so kind of brought up in his uh, addiction maybe at the at the cause of the the old man cut should have cut should have took him out in the beginning like he he they became uh disconnected and whatnot uh, I feel like that's uh, missing it I think the, the impetus of him being a uh, uh somebody trying to get a fix and everything else being forsaken was a weakness of this and it just uh, was almost comical kind of approach to addiction with this. I feel like uh, if his friend had died and then he went to investigate that and then he found some of the man's stash and then maybe if that led him to, you know, the old man himself, the old man himself, and maybe even signing the deal, kind of checking it out. And then, you know, didn't become aware of it. Like the ending was cool and all, don't get me wrong, but 
why couldn't that stuff have happened to Ted? And then you're cleaning up after Ted. Yeah, it does. It does seem a little not not like we're apparently we're not entirely over, but um, the uh, it does seem like Jake doesn't mourn Ted as much. Like uh, like there's not a lot of that in the story. Like there, there's like a little there's like I think one line or something where he like he's like ripping a bong for Ted, like the like in honor of Ted, but like he knew what he, he was really just dealing with his addiction and some of that. It's like. Yeah. I mean, people do go to drugs and some of that to try and forget or to try and like uh, as, mm-hmm. a, as a as a as a crutch for mourning and such as well. Yeah. So like, I feel like we that there that there's definitely a missed opportunity, like you were kind of bringing up, of like kind of using that for like or like using that that setup that the, the story's already use it already has there, and just not going full on with it. Yeah. Um. And again, like maybe the the old man was Ted's dealer. Like that's why Ted always had a because de- Ted always had a uh, always had them um, had a uh, had a hookup. So yeah. maybe that was yeah. the old man. And it takes it takes it, it takes a deal to where he sinks his claws. Any anybody, anybody can smoke the shit. It's not a big deal. But if mm-hmm. you make the deal with him, then it's a little bit different. But yeah, I mean, there's go ahead. Oh no, I I think I was just I was gonna. I think, um, like you were you were saying just moments ago, like maybe the car accident itself was the final, um, the final payment on on the drugs. Like maybe Ted was actually um, not not to tri- again not to trivialize like a very real like terrible thing that does happen sometimes with 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 people under the influence. Mm-hmm. Um, like not to take away from that, and that that like and but like maybe in because this is a work of fiction like maybe that was um like the final like the debt to be paid for like all the times that like ted had a hookup um like for the drugs and such yeah ted refusing to eat his friend he was in a car with him or something like that Ooh, i mean there's a, yeah there there's just so much that a missed opportunity with such a fertile kind of environment that this could have went through. So, I mean, I would honestly, for people, I would put it like, if you don't have anything else to read, I'd put it like, you know, five out of 10 kind of set up like it. Like it's a good one to kind of start on read. And then if you wanted to kind of use that as uh, inspiration on where to kind of jump off from yourself. Like, I think that the right person could follow this up with a different rendition of it and make it like a really awesome story. So it's, it's a decent frame. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that will do it for tonight. So, uh, if you like what you heard, or if you didn't leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr, uh, on, you can also talk to us on Twitter. I'm at review cultist on Twitter. Uh, Adam, where can they find you on Twitter or otherwise? Okay, well, I've run a little actual play podcast uh, called The Role Playing Exchange. That's why I go by RPX Adam. And uh, basically, you can find us at www.roleplayingexchange.com. We are also on Twitter at RPXchange. And uh, we're on Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com slash The Role Playing Exchange. All right. Um, and if you'd like to send us emails, you can go to aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com. We're going to leave us other creepypastas, 
SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's it's grown on us <laughs> in recent months, <laughs> that uh, that slogan. That was new. I haven't been here since that was there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have we have Gamer in Yellow. Thank for that catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, if you'd like to help support our show, you can go to Patreon, look up Aldente Rigor Mortis, and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. For our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, it would be like staring into the void or, or just screaming into the void and not hearing anything back. And without, your, uh, without the stories that you write and, and share online, we really wouldn't have much of a show. We wouldn't have this show that we've been like this conversation we've had for hours <laughs> almost <laughs> uh, because we'd have nothing to talk about. <laughs> Like we did, we wouldn't have something to jump off on, or like, or 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 pick apart and speculate. So, because of that, thank you. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist, and I'm Adam, and this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Four twenty, blaze it! Let's throw it up. <laughs>